hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Uh, lost in the Snow, mm. I'm Dan Ryan. <laughs> mm. And Demon Slayer, that's what you need to be when you wake, no- wake up next to me on a Sunday morning, am I right? Am I right? Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm Jonathan Gwykowski, unfortunately, still, yes. <laughs> but, uh, how are we? Um, snowed in, but you know I like that. Yeah. I enjoy shoveling, I'm one of those masochists that goes out there and does both of the neighbors for fun. Oh yeah! No, you're oh, you're a good boy. Yeah, it's like my passion. It's like where I put on a podcast. I'm Zen. Like the world is bright. Nothing's wrong. The snow is so pure, Dan. Well, I I think you might have something in common with uh, the protagonist of today's series. Oh, great! Um, but uh, my but good boy is he a good boy? He is. Mm. Um, but as promised, we are starting Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, something I have been very excited to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and just. Particularly, I just felt a, a pull to do it recently. I don't know if it, because it fits well with uh, a wintry setting sometimes. Um, but, you know, it is a shorter series so far. Yes. We're only going to focus on season one for the time being, okay. and then we'll move on to other long things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured, you know, good thing to start, good parallel to Full Metal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and the kids like it. Yeah, so, my, that's what I've, I've heard. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I the 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 uh the section covering this series popularity and the explosion thereof recently was too long to put in these notes, uh, so I am going to be reading a little bit from the Wikipedia later mm-hmm. uh because it, it's, it's no secret too much for words, dear. It's no secret that this 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 series kind of got, you know, just an over like an overnight sensation yeah. when the covid pandemic was it's going odd on, that i've so. stayed so far away from it like i haven't seen a single episode of it yet so it took me a while yeah it, yeah i i didn't start it until probably this past uh fall i mm-hmm. think um but yeah, it's it's become uh it's become near and dear to me since then mm-hmm. and uh it's still ongoing mm-hmm. so that's one of the few times we've done that so uh, but yeah, before we get into that, do we have any anime life or video game news oh, to unfortunately discuss? Unfortunately, I do. I have anime news as of that. Oh boy. <laughs> I know. Okay. I truly went into a depression spiral. You could tell when I'm like the lowest of the low when I start binging anime. <laughs> <laughs> the feral beast within me comes out. But, uh, did I mention the last duel last week? Do you remember? You did not. Y- yeah, you, well, you All said, because right. we were making fun of uh, Scorsese and Kino yes, and yeah, things like that, so, yeah. but you, yeah, you did, Okay. you felt that it was a bit too long? Yes, yeah. yes. Alright, so I explained that, I won't bring that up again, but I, I have three anime series that I've been binging, Dan. One that I finished, that I mentioned a lot of times on this podcast, is one Laid Back Camp Seasons 1 and 2. It's essentially these gals get a passion for camping, they go out, they camp around Japan, it's cute, it's laid back, it's relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all we can ask for in an anime. It's really good for the winter theme, since I think it, it kind of ends on that winter note. Mm-hmm. Like, they go winter camping, they go Christmas camping, and then it's, like, cold out. It's just chill and relaxing. But also, mm-hmm. not to not to interrupt, you didn't talk about Last Duel on the podcast. Oh, I didn't. The, just to you? The, the, raccoon <laughs> editors, the raccoon editors are going to have to go back and do that. But yeah, you, you mentioned it to me after the, uh, like, when I got home after. All right, you, uh, you're t- t- twisting so, my arm, So, then. So what was the, what's your deal with The Last Duel? I didn't like it, Dan. <laughs> That's my <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I went into it. And I said, what makes Jonathan a happy boy? I was like, all right, I'll throw Ridley Scott a bone. He's had good work in the past. Mm-hmm. 
And this is on a lot of top 10 critic lists that I've seen for this year. So mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm going into this Oscar season with my my holster full of things that I've seen. I said, this is a really easy one. We got Julie Comer from uh, Killing Eve in it, who I love. I think mm-hmm. she's a consummate actress. She's the same age as us, too, which is really baffling. I put on the last one. I say, I can't stand this movie. I don't like it. I don't know why. I'm not a Matt Damon stan. I find him displeasing often. What about Ben Affleck? I don't like him either. Don't like either of them. I, oh. could, I could do without either of them. Oh, dear. I, yeah, I, I said it. I don't know. They give me a bad energy. I get bad juju from them. And... It's long, and I, listen, Dan was in the back of my head going, you need to watch this on one speed, and I did the first time, (laughs) I I did the first time, but it's a miracle I lasted, because they do pull a Rashomon in this, where they give the story three different viewpoints, and it's set into like three three different chapters where things are slightly altered based on that person's viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Great. Love that. Fine. There's, like, little nuances in each vignette that you have to pay attention to, and you view the story differently. Okay. We don't need a a two-and-a-half-hour, two-hour, 44-minute movie for this. Yeah. When the last duel is in the last 15 minutes. And the duel's fine. It's great. It's action-packed. It's wonderful. But I just didn't like it, Dad. And then I was like, well, why don't I like it? I gave it another watch. I gave it two watches. That's more than I give a lot of things I don't like. And I liked it better on the second viewing, but I didn't finish the second viewing. Mm-hmm. I think that even though the basis of the plot is rape, they're jamming it down our throats every time. And I did not like the way it made me feel about that. Like, the way they treated these female characters and stuff. It was a little mm-hmm. bit, like, exploitative for me. Even though that's the time period where they're like, oh, rape can't conceive pregnancy because there's no love there because we're in the Middle Ages or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't sit well with me. And, you know, being that that was so drawn out over these two hours and 44 minutes, it was a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, check it out. It's a pretty movie. Yeah? Yeah. I No, yeah. I'm interested in seeing it. Uh... But I would advise using the 1.3 speed up function. <laughs> So you have the day to yourself. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, it's okay. Well, it's not sitting through that. Okay, I'm... jokingly, jokingly, I can't do that because uh, you know, on my honor, is uh, I gotta, I gotta listen to what Nolan and the other, the greats have said about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, in my old age, in my dotage, I miss things. I I oh. miss a lot of important plot. If I like, if Bandit you know, uh, walks by and, you know, I, I gotta pet him. Easily. I gotta pet him for two mm. minutes, then it's like I've missed, like, 90% of the plot developments mm. that I need, and I don't know. It's gotten worse with time, but, like, <laughs> it's... I gotta I gotta be sitting and I gotta be focusing, mm. so I, I would only... Uh, increasing the speed would only increase the risk, mm. so... Well, if you check it out, get back to me, but I did not like it. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, so as I was saying, laid back camp, cute, watch it, it's fun, two mm-hmm. seasons. Um, the next one, I started an anime series. I forget the YouTube channel, I'll have it next week. It's like this cute laid back YouTube channel where she goes through like, she went through like cottagecore anime, mm-hmm. and then like animes for quarantine, and this was on that list, because I do love a cooking anime, a la fighting foodons and such, mm-hmm. as you know. This is called Sweetness and Lightning. Um, so far it's cute. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. The premise is essentially there's this school teacher who just lost his wife, 
and he's raising this preschooler, but he doesn't know how to cook. Mm -hmm. And luckily for him, one of his students, mom is like a professional chef who is absent all the time. So she lives in a restaurant, but she also doesn't know how to cook. Mm -hmm. So you could see where this story is going, but it's not in a creepy way where it's a teacher student thing. Mm -hmm. Like they mock that in the first episode. They're like, no, it's not going to be like that. Um, It's cute. That's just, you know, okay. I'm in the mood for cute anime okay. that don't take many brain cells to work. Um, I mean, like, the highest drama was the preschooler got too much clay gifted by her classmates and was called a thief by one of them, and then that caused a tantrum. All right, so there's the intrigue. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the preschooler intrigue, but uh, I mean, it's a lighthearted, it's fine. Um, but this last one that I've been watching, just recently come to Amazon Prime, is right up Daniel's alley. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with the podcast or uh, show Critical Role, many voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. for the fans. They have an animated adaptation starring all those same voice actors called The Legend of Vox Machina. And it is amazing. It is good. The first three episodes premiered on Amazon Prime on Friday. New episodes every Friday. I think so. It'll be right up your alley, Dan, because it has all the voice actors that you know and love and the spirit of the, you know, the franchise that they did. And it's it's gotten really good reviews, too. Oh, oh so, I've, I've yeah. heard it's uh, it's caused quite the... Uh... Yeah. The hubbub, yeah. so, it's, yeah. looks like the same animation studio that did uh, that She-Ra and the Princesses of Power and the mm-hmm. He-Man show. Mm-hmm. So it's along those vibes, if you can tolerate that animation. There's a few celebrity cameos that I won't spoil, but so far it's really held up for those three episodes. And I mean, as one that couldn't follow Critical Role because their episodes are like three and a half hours long and I started way too late. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm missing out if I don't start from the beginning and I put it on at night and I fall asleep to it. So I have to, like, start up the episode again the next night. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good segue to that. Well, uh, well, you're the you're the podcast listener yes. of the two of us. I, I don't listen to, to podcasts. Mm, and but yet I, you host one. And yet I, I live in a society, mm. but I have problems with it. But, uh, mm, but, a little bit of the pot calling the kettle, Dan. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I, do, I do love D&D. Mm-hmm. I play D&D. I, all of the, most of the stuff on my Instagram, uh, as I've uh, been, been, trying to get them out and stuff uh mm-hmm. is D or D like homebrew characters mm-hmm. um so yeah no i i should check that out yes. i should you yeah. should dan yeah yeah well you take this recommendation i don't know <laughs> we'll or see take this and ship it yeah. so yeah. yeah um and um that's all i have aside from the m&m controversy that we somehow glanced over last week yeah we mention. did not address the yeah. well that'll be a tangent like why would you re- redesign me as an m&m where you know like <laughs> kind of goes out of fashion like that whole m&m's controversy was like that happened. That unfolded, and I'm like, we're doomed. Like, we are. We are so completely fucked. It is not even funny. Yep. Like, like it, there's layers to it. Mm-hmm. There's like multiple layers to it. Like, so Mars uh, uh, redesigned the M and M's to be. Oh, well, I'm sure everyone knows, Dan. Uh, but they're doing so to cover up a child slavery lawsuit that mm-hmm. would have become public on the day where the woke M and M's were <laughs> unveiled. Mm-hmm. Um. And for some of the M&M's, the green M&M cannot be sexy anymore. Um, so the world wept. Yes. Uh, but uh, in, in cases of the other ones, they received backstory changes. Like the red M&M is working on his anger. And orange is dealing with his anxiety. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Blue's laid off drugs. Yeah. So, yeah, blue's gone straight edge finally. Yellow's done with his alcoholism. It's fine. So, it, it you know, it, all, all for the purposes of creating a better workplace for the fictional M&M's mascots. Mm-hmm. Um, but not the actual human beings. And, you know, it's a kind of a downer. And, and you know, it went about as well as you would expect. 
uh, with the cursory reactions, um, but then you have a lot of uh, the Tucker Carlson's of the world mm. reacting to it as if it was a legitimate, like, this is what the left wants type thing. <laughs> and it, again, it's like a triple layer of, of like, of irony and existential horror, and mm-hmm. it just kind of like... And that's why I had to watch uh, Sweetness and Lightning and Laid Back Camp this yeah. week, because yeah. I was in the doldrums, as it were. Yeah. Crawling my way out to see the ray of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it it was it was just it was just one of those uh I I I I oh God There are no words. No. Um But this week was 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 big mm. uh for other things. Mm-hmm. And I can talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's finally time, yeah. Speaking of a ray of light, um <laughs> No surprise, I love it. Wow. I'm um, shocked. I jaw on the floor. And I think, and I'm not, and I'm not memeing here, that if you, I'm like, not. like Jonathan. I'm not. <laughs> You're not going to make me. All right. Okay. Addressing the audience who might share his sentiments. <laughs> if you've had a problem with where the series has been going for a bit, mm-hmm. I would say that this game at least represents a course correction from some of those things. I'll give you that. Um, That's what I hear. Like, it is, uh... There's a lot of soul in it. Like, there's a lot of... If Sword and Shield in parts and, like, BDSP kind of gave you the vibe of, like, corners being cut, mm. um, this, ga- this game doesn't. Mm. Like, this game kind <laughs> of just focuses on, you know, emphasizing the adventure, emphasizing the, the little world, and then emphasizing the Pokemon. So it's like, you know... Again, there was that whole thing when Sword and Shield came out, like the controversy about, oh, they're they're reducing the number in so that they can focus on the animations. And that ended up not being true because they were like the XY models resurfaced or whatever. Um, but this one, they are legitimately new models. They have a lot more expressive little animations to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, in battle, they'll like try to flex on one another. Like, they're programmed to... Like, if, if if the opponent's attack misses, like, yours will do, like, a little, eh, like, mm. flex at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll kind of, like, keep looking back. Like, wherever you're standing, they'll their eyes will track to look at you to, like, okay, what do I do? Like, mm-hmm. you know. And there's all these other little, like, submissions within the, you know, the, the, the sub-quests within the world. Like, you can, you can give a guy a Wurmple... And he really, really wants a Beautifly, and he names it, like, Beauticia. <laughs> but then, depending on the Wurmple you give him, it can turn into a Cascoon. And he has to come to terms with, like, his friend not being what he expected. Mm. And it's like, but it, I think it can, it's programmed to go either way. Like, you can you can give him, uh, you know, a Silcoon one, a Cascoon one. You can give him a, uh, like, a... Like a big one, and the like the all the NPCs will react accordingly. Like if you if you get a, a quest and you show them a gigantic one, they'll they'll comment on that. Like it's <laughs> big bug, yeah, big bug. I showed you big bug. I have not found big bunny, but mm. and you know, and if people had an issue with like the challenge of of, of there not being any challenge in the past couple gens, this game I think takes a lot of steps to rectify that. Mm. Because they reworked the whole stat system so that even what, you, you know, like, the lowest level, like, baby mons can still 
hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that the game is structured, like, you go into these new open-world environments, and they're always going to be stronger than you. And even if you, like, even if you have someone who can hit pretty hard, like, your best person can still be knocked out in one hit by a wild encounter. Mm-hmm. Because everything hits much harder than it used to. And, like, you know, in every in every Pokemon game, it's usually the trend that, like, your starter is always the guaranteed, like, you know, strongest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Typhlosion, the one that I went with, is is my highest level team member, but it can still get knocked out in two hits if I if yeah. I engage with like a rogue wild one. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the battles are a lot more involved because you have to you know, in some of the battles with the like the boss battles, you the player have to do some Dark Souls dodging in mm-hmm. order to engage the battle itself. But even in the uh like you know, standard trainer battles, they can take advantage of, like, using different styles to attack you pretty much three times before you have a chance to hit them back. Mm. Um, because the stat, again, the stats have all been, you know, spread out more. So it's, it's, a uh, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, the one thing that people rightfully have a problem with is that graphically the world looks eh. Yes. Like, um, the, the, the character models and all of, like, the NPCs and the Pokemon, in my opinion, look, look really good. In, in engine, they look decently enough, like, when you're playing on the television or whatever. Um, but, but obviously the world still leaves a lot to be desired. It's, like... Empty. It's, like, a less-tier sky... Like, like, it's not even that it's necessarily empty, because... You know, they populate it with plenty of, like, pokes and stuff for you to find, but it's, you know, it's a, it's graphically a very, you know, not necessarily boring, but, like, the colors and textures and everything are not Breath of the Wild level. Mm -hmm. They are not, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it. It really feels at times like the uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles overworld, but with mm-hmm. like a little less um, character to it. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that if if they applied everything that they applied here, and then just get better at making the environments, like taking those lessons from things like Breath of the Wild or whatever, like you know, and obviously with a much shorter turnaround time, I think I think I think there's hope. I think there's a good amount of, uh, there's a reasonable amount of hope for the Pokemon <laughs> franchise if they, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, and online, I mean, critically, it's not getting, it's not, it has, I don't know if it's gotten fantastic reviews, but a lot of people are, <laughs> it has? It has. Okay, but uh, even then, a lot of people have commented that it's kept them more invested than previous games, so. Yeah, I... I'll think I'll wait on this until mm-hmm. they perfect the formula more. I'm mm-hmm. happy you're happy as always, dear. Uh, yeah, that's, all like, yeah. that's all I could ask for as a, a doting parent or whatever. Yes. Um, but I'll wait because I didn't like the battle area in Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a bigger battle area thing is going on. With, I, I just, I'll wait until they perfect it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see some of my favorites in there. I want like a a non-Isekai story, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I... I appreciate it for what it's going, but I will not be picking it up. <laughs> oh, well, it's not technically yeah. Isekai. It's mm. uh, not tech because there's other time travel goobers in there, mm. like Train Boy. 
Drain Boy is in there, so it, it it's not. Uh, well, I, so I I don't I whether or not that still fits the definition, I'm not sure, but uh, you know, yeah. it, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. So, um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, that's that's all we could say. Yeah, I, I, I do recommend it. Mm-hmm. I sincerely, it has been a very fun and engaging time. Yeah, I hope they take what they learn here and maybe, I don't know if they'd ever incorporate into like, I mean, this is a mainline game, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, the regular Gen 9 or whatever. Yeah. I wonder what they do because there's times where I miss the old Pokemon a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't like change dance. <laughs> maybe well, I'm... A curmudgeon. Well, again, that's why if I if I think if they have more time to play with this structure mm-hmm. and they can make it such that you can, you know, like they set up boundaries such that you can go into a city, like you go into like a modern day populated region, mm-hmm. and then when you enter in like a route that is designated as like a wild area, then the mechanics from this game take over where Pokemon aggro on you. And that's another, because mm-hmm. that's... That's another step up from, like, the Swish Wild area is that the, you know, the the ones in this game actually interact with you. They don't just chase you down. Yeah, yeah. like, the, some, well, some of them... Yeah, well, based like, on their personalities or whatever. Yeah, and that's, and that's another cute, like, little mm-hmm. personality factor is, like, you know, like, Apom will come up and try to like mess with you as you're trying to like if you're if you're sneaking through like the grass or something and you're trying to go for something else mm-hmm. they'll come up and like jump in front of you mm. and then swine up will like come up and like say hi and mm-hmm. then flee if you move and it's like so they programmed in all of these like little interactions that they have like lick a tongue will just stare at you <laughs> Like, and, and some of them, like, are very perceptive, whereas, like, you know, you throw something and they'll turn and look at you, and then the, the, the quote-unquote, like, the stupid ones <laughs> will, tur- like, turn the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then o- other ones have really high aggro, like, Rhyhorn just needs to, if you, like, enter in within a certain radius, it'll just automatically attack you, mm-hmm. which is fitting for its lore, so it's like... You know, yeah. steps like that yeah. to, to, you know, once yeah. they have more time to figure it out. I think that's what they need, more time. Because if it came out looking like Breath of the Wild, I would have no complaints, Stan. Yeah. And and I and I, I think that it's, I don't I don't think that it's impossible to do it. I think that if, if you crafted, like, a region that was maybe, like, Alola-sized, mm-hmm. and you had, like, less big cities to worry about and then just more open environments yeah. then then you could then it could be integrated into a way that's you know better than swish and mm-hmm. more classic than what legends yeah. is but you know we'll see but yeah this is a, a good future for pokemon i think yeah but yeah. still not convinced you know they hurt me once <laughs> yeah. well they've hurt you a few times i yeah. think but... i'll sit on my hands until kirby who never disappoints <laughs> Well, Kirby's looking gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> and you know what else is looking gorgeous? Lego Star Wars. No, I haven't seen. They uh, they put out a trailer for it. It's been delayed. It was delayed by like a year, but I think it's finally coming out in like mm. March or whatever. Wow, you're going to have and it, Elden Ring, Lego Star Wars, Kirby. All the greats, yeah. yeah. I got Project Triangle Strategy coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Yeah, we got we got we got some uh, we got some good games on the horizon. Mm. I think so. I assume that's all you did this week is play Pokemon. Um, 
Watched a little bit of anime, hmm. but uh, that's prep work for future things series. down the line. Okay. So I, 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 it was mostly Pokemon. Yeah. It was. Well, I indeed. wouldn't expect any less, though. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, but with that, uh, take a short tangent. Mm. I think. Um, oh, I've been working on that tangent, dear. Yeah. So, uh, in in the terms of our discussions, uh, I put out the legendaries. I think two yes. weeks ago. Yes. Um, the starters are in the process of being, uh, we might, we'll probably have the fire guy first, uh, he just needs some finishing touches, and mm-hmm. then him and his evolutions can come out, um, uh, you know, then we'll get those out soon. I got a list, a growing list of mm-hmm. other ones to add to the region, uh, some of them I've done the prep work for, so they're all, they're all coming, uh, we got some good ideas, um, and I believe we decided that, uh, Following along in, like, an hourglass shape, mm-hmm. that our region would be, like, the lower half of Texas with the upper half of, of uh, South America. Yes. So, um, I think that one good launching point might be, uh, you know, maybe, like, because uh, figuring out one thing could help figure out other things. Mm-hmm. So, um what kind of uh, early region setup are we thinking? Are All we right. thinking like a... Okay. I, yeah, I, I thought that we would start this in like an abandoned farmhouse slash, you know, um, what are they called? Like a farm? What's a Western farm called? Like A ranch? A ranch. There we go. Like you start there. Um, I wanted to emphasize maybe you start there with your grandparents this time. Okay. To give it more of like that Kansas Midwestern thing. And I also have like... An idea for your parents or parent if okay. they do exist in the the lore of the game to give them a little bit more. Um, so I was thinking maybe kind of like an Aunt M, Uncle Henry situation, um, kind of muted color tones a la Wizard of Oz to start off with. And I would think your first big voyage would be to like go to like a derelict Western town. Sign of, kind of, you know, like the typical uh, two lane structure, the... The sandy gap in between the the housing units, you know, like a, a typical Midwestern, okay, situation. So like similar to um to what like uh, Sun and Moon did, where your your the player's house is like a separate location, mm-hmm. and like a ranch you... outside of town. And yes, then the first town okay. slash gym area would be in this rundown gulch or whatever. I don't know. Okay, um, but I thought that would be a cute idea. Um, it would give us like home front, home on the range vibes. Uh, uh, I said, like, you could begin this, like, maybe your grandparents ask you to, like, run into town for some errands, and mm-hmm. you help the people out there, you get to know, like, the controls, like, oh, that's a Pokemon, you catch that. The professor, I was thinking of making him a little more, or her, depending on what we want our professor to be, kind of like a faded, jaded, he's at the saloon all day type of professor. Okay, kind of going, that hasn't been done. Like, going against expectations is kind of what I want to do, too. Like, not your, not your parents' Pokemon game, but mm-hmm. I think, like, maybe he's jaded, like, oh, we've seen... <laughs> he's kind of like the fans, like, there's too many Pokemon nowadays. <laughs> I, I'm kind of over it, and, like, it's your job to find that spark again. He's, like, sitting at the Splatoon, or the Splatoon drinking sarsaparilla or whatever. <laughs> Okay, if you if you leave that guy's design to me, I think well, I already I can have draw, so yes. I already have a mental image of yeah. what he can look like. Mm-hmm. So So I thought that would be good. Then I thought our first I don't know if I should make this our rival or like the first gym challenge. We have to reference like a classic like shootout with a bandit or something that happens in town. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's like a poke like maybe that could be our evil team. 
or something like well and also you do have you already submitted as a design idea the mm. uh, the armadillo who yeah. becomes a gunslinger yeah so they could use him yes and i mean it might have been going too far but i thought maybe your parents like one of them could be like the kissing kate barlow type okay and yeah. that's why she's not at home like she's kind of like doing her own thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and i don't know if i want to make her your rival but, like, someone you fight along the time and maybe your dad's, like, opposed to that. Like, maybe one's, like, a, a sheriff and one's, like, the Kissing Cave Barnum. Well, okay. We could have two teams okay. where one are outlaws and the other mm-hmm. one are, like, supposed to be, like, the police. Yeah. But they're, like, they're both team something. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a team magma, team aqua okay. dynamic. We could, if you want. No. We, that, yeah. That's an idea. No, I mean, just things to throw around. These are things that came up to me. So you're helping out of town. I don't know if that would be our first gym idea, though. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, maybe we follow the gym structure, but not in the exact way that we've been conditioned to with eight gyms, kind of Mm -hmm. like Alola did. I don't know. Maybe you get, like, battles with more prominent NPCs, and that is considered a gym battle or something. Um, I don't know. Or maybe your parent steals a gym badge from this one person and you never fight them. That, well, that would that would be a whole yeah. thing. I mean, no, it's possible, mm-hmm. but it would probably be a mechanic that we can mull over mm-hmm. uh, with more time to refine it. Because I was going to yeah. ask you if you even wanted a gym system well, or if you I, wanted I another do, system. I yeah. do like the gym system. Okay. I think that should stay. And one of the ideas I had is straight out of Fistful of Dollars is like we get this corrupt family that runs this little uh, salty town that you visit. Mm-hmm. And that could be, like, the gym battle, like, the trainers leading up to, like, the matriarch or whatever. And she could be, like, the first one. Like, think yes. in Kanto, but evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's certainly doable. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, give it, we'll give it, we'll, you can give it some, like, the, like, the, yeah. sort of like what the Winstraight family was, if you remember those yes. from the Hoenn games. Yes. Um, but it'll be, like, the, the you know, the corrupt uh, family that rules yeah. the Holes town. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Like, maybe they're a little bit more rich like the, all the affluence goes there yeah and then they're like oh i guess once you beat me i'll help out the community more and we see small changes in that so do you think for the for that and then the professor notices you and is like that one can make a change even in this old heart yeah 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 and then and then you can once you've concluded that plot line you can move on into mm-hmm. like the populated texas city yes so i thought that this would be like the mexico united states border i mean we're going in the reverse direction where you said the bottoms the texas mm-hmm. going up which makes sense but i think it's more of that like it's not southern because southern's texas it's like that western into southern thing is kind of where we're going now yeah 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 that's the direction i wanted to take and then the last idea i have is like after that somewhere somehow i wanted like a whole city segment with jim to take place on a train certainly like that's kind of like you get on the train and it's like a functioning gym it's like yeah it's like a gym slash story progression that's perfect goes on the train i figured you would eat that up yeah, but I, I don't I want mean, that to be our first one because that's kind of like huge. Like that could be like a good transition material for like the second, third, maybe or fourth badge. No, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, okay, so affluent family first, yeah. Jim, um, and then second Jim is a train, and I think maybe I mean their types for the first Jim could be dark if we want to blow dark this early because it's never been done like that. I think. Maybe? For the for the for rich the, family, the family maybe yeah certainly mm. yeah 
I thought that would be a unique change too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, you could either, uh, you know, we could leave it to decide on their Pokemon later, mm-hmm. or the 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 Gunslinger Bandit Armadillo could be normal Dark. Uh, it's mm. it's up to, but yeah, but. You know, I could also cook up something to match, like, a dark, rich family mm-hmm. that lives there, if yeah. you wish. Yeah. Um, you know, Makes so whatever your, whatever your preference is. I mean, whatever is. you're, you're designing it, Dan. I'm just the ideas. Because um, I figured, you know, the uh, similar to, to how it was in the old days, like, each gym leader will have, like, a signature yes. one. Um, so, you know what, I'll, I'll say I'll design... I'll design a Pokemon for mm-hmm. this first dark gym leader lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I think like you would go to town, help out with errands. The professor would be like, what care I for Pokemon? Take one of these starters or whatever. Like you're helping around around town or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's where you pick your starter. Then he's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm jaded. And plus like, what's the point? This corrupt family has ruined this town mm-hmm. and happens to be a gym leader. Like, woe is life. Go fight them. And then when you fight them, he's like renewed. He's like, well, the town certainly is changing. Here's a Pokedex or something. I don't yes. Know. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Just to, just to clarify, mm. um, you, we are starting like if it, within the hourglass shape, yeah. Texas is the top half. Oh, so Texas is the top half. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said it was the bottom half, but yeah, it would be like on the, it would be on like the left side of the top half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then going progressively more to the other and then dipping down. Because what I was thinking was that um, you could, you could um, have like a, where where this sounds like it's going is you could have, um, we we could have a lot of stuff in that that's that north uh, like western part mm-hmm. right there where um, you have like uh, you know you 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 help clear. The town of corruption, mm-hmm. or help it turn over a new leaf, mm-hmm. and then you can head kind of into the wilderness a little bit. Yeah. Maybe do something like with the like the obviously taking extreme liberties with the locations of everything, but do mm-hmm. something in like a perhaps like a canyon town yeah. or like a, yeah. a mountain one, like a Grand Canyon or whatever. Yeah, um, makes sense. And then you, I like canyon because it hasn't been done before. Like yes. instead of going. Up and over, you go down and under. Like, I like that, too. Yes. Yeah. So, like, maybe the second gym could be rock. Yep, or... rock or ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, makes sense. Um, and then you take the train, like, you get on the train, yeah. it's a functioning gym, and yeah. then that takes you into, like, the Dallas equivalent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, like, could be, big like, city. The, yeah. the big Jubilife mm-hmm. Viridian City thing that mm-hmm. you can't do anything there yet, but maybe at some point mm-hmm. you can... And then, you know, obviously we'll, uh... We'll segue into, like, the Mexicana. Yeah. The peninsula or whatever. Yeah, I like that. But we'll have, And it gets more vibrant as you go on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, and then branching off from the the Dallas part could be, Mm -hmm. like, different, uh... Like, we can go to Houston for Grant in his NASA, like, that themed gym or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. Like, Cantalave, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we got the Panama Canal coming, yeah, and so... And I want a Carnival Yes. Place. Yeah. So, yeah, no, yeah, perfect. It okay. Itself. So. But I also wanted us to think about, like, what your parents are doing, because I think it would be interesting that... I mean, I do like the two teams, too, even if we have, like, one or whatever. I think your parents, like, the reveal should be, like, they were something I wouldn't expect. And, mm-hmm. like, your grandparents are like, yeah, they're doing their own thing, and we don't really know until it happens. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I mean, do you want me to do you want me to like play around with yeah. the idea of like law versus like criminals versus Yeah. Well, I think like we're also doing like the past versus the the future thing, so maybe like the law could be a little more high tech. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, the old ways, like, the evil team's, like, stuck in their old waves. Maybe they're obsessed with fossils or... I mean, I think... Didn't, uh... Not Galactic. Black and White. Didn't they do something similar to that already where they liked fossils or something? Plasma? They stole uh, that that Dragonite skull or whatever. Yeah, Black... Yeah, mm. yeah. Team Plasma did yeah. that, so... Um... Yeah, so... Mm. Okay, I like this. This okay. is good. This is good. I want to try. Um... So first gym, dark, uh, canyon area, do we have any preference between rock or ground? I don't care. Okay. Whatever you think would be more fun. I just want to ride a, a, a mud bray down the side. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, ground would probably make the most sense mm-hmm. then. Um, and there could be like a village there, like, you know, carved into the side. A rock would make sense with that too. Mm. Okay, I'll just, I'll do a coin toss for that. Yeah, and then the third gym will be like a slight like a like a town, but the main thing is the station that takes you into, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that'll be the gym yeah. challenge. Yep, yep, yep. So, and we'll decide on the type for yeah. that. Yeah, be it steel or, or fire, fire or mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, perfect. I did it. Perfect. Yay! This, this is beyond perfect, sir. Mm-hmm. This is we got a, we got a fucking quality setup here. Yes, I do. Thank try. you. Thank you. I'm gonna have fun with this. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, without further ado, yes. Shall we get into today's episode? Let's do it. Okay. So now we're going into the drawing board Taisho era edition. Mm. Uh, named not only for the time period that the series is set in, um, but you know, also because each episode does end with a cute little Taisho era trivia segment. Wow. Um, so it makes Anime sense. Anime can help us learn? It can. Hmm. Well, usually it's, it's <laughs> teaching you about the supernatural things, oh. so it's not, it's not, it's not applicable knowledge, but, I see. uh, it's, it, it's like, uh, you know, the Hunterpedia things oh, okay. that they used to do at Hunter and oh, Hunter. Right, 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 right. Um, but, uh, so, so Drawing Board is rolling out, um, similar to Pokemon Legends, he's got his, uh, his old-timey turn-of-the-century Japan look mm-hmm. to him. Yep. Uh, he is... He's, he's decked out with a few lights, like recently invented gas light oh, bulbs. Yes. Um, but, you know, he, he's kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's still got a lot of those spiritual elements. Mm-hmm. You know, he might be a yokai, we don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's industrializing, I guess. Mm. So, um, premiering in Japan on April 6, 2019, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba is an ongoing anime adaptation of uh, Koyoharo Gotogo, <clears throat> I'm going to mispronounce this, but Gotogo's mm-hmm. uh, manga series of the same name. The manga was originally published in Weekly Shonen Jump from February 2016 to May 2020. So the manga has concluded wow. by this point. Wow, it's been around since 2016, the manga? Yes. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I mean, we will see the, the anime adaptation is what put it yes. you know uh, i the- i don't think it was ever necessarily a a poor seller but it, up until that point up until the anime uh, it kind of uh, it, it got like an explosion in popularity mm. um, but that's kind of a i'm not sure which came first uh it might have received such a quality adaptation because the manga was popular but mm-hmm. i'm not positive about mm. that i'll have to actually see but um uh, gotoge debuted w- with the one-shot manga uh, kaga Rigari uh, in 2013, which earned them the 70th 
Uh, Jump Treasure Newcomer Manga Award. Wow. Um, in 2015, their one-shot uh, Hiniwa no Zigzag failed to become serialized. Uh, in response to this, uh, Gotoge's first editor suggested that they create a series with an easy-to-understand theme and broader appeal. Uh, so I, I, I'm not sure what the deal was with uh, Hiniwa no Zigzag, but it might have just been that this is like... These this is too abstract mm. to get the kids reading. Try to come up with something that's a little you know easier yeah. to relate to. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that um, evolved into this new idea, which integrated elements of uh, Kaga Rigari. Uh, mm -hmm. You know their their first work. Um, Though those two ideas kind of combined together to form the initial draft, which was titled Kisatsu no Nagara. Um, since it had concept like uh, swords and demons. That would be familiar to, you know, the Japanese audience. Um, however, this original draft, this Kisatsu series, uh, had a very serious tone, a lack of comic relief, mm -hmm. and a very dark story. So it was not accepted for serialization. Um, so the editor, Kadayama, asked Kotoge to try to write a brighter, more normal, quote-unquote, character in the same setting. Mm. Um, again, the original title was uh, Kisatsu no Yaiba. Uh, but they felt that the character Satsu, uh, which translates to kill, mm -hmm. um, was a little too on the nose. Mm -hmm. um, so they switched it to Kometsu, which is a made-up word, um, but it sounds a lot like, uh, you know, I, I, it combines, like, multiple words together to, to make... So Kometsu is a made-up word, uh, but it sounds, I, I believe, like, steal and, mm -hmm. and kill and... It's difficult it to, to translate. Yeah. yeah, it makes it like a it makes it like a pun, I guess, mm. but not not really. Um, and then uh, the word yaiba implies, uh, you know, a Japanese sword. Mm -hmm. So I I think usually this is translated as demon slayer, like the the blade of of demon destruction mm. or things like that. It's okay. but it's not. It's it's kind of using that made up word where it doesn't you know, overtly reference killing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so the manga, as we know, became a success mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, as of uh, 20, February 2021, over 150 million copies are currently in circulation, mm -hmm. which includes digital copies. Uh, because I think this series was one of, like, the flagship ones that they uh, did to launch, like, their Weekly Shonen Jump digital mm. branch. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it has had a presence on there. Uh, so this makes it one of the best-selling manga series of all time. Hmm. So uh, in 2020, uh, Gotoge received the second Kodansha's Noma Publishing Culture Award, which honors those who have contributed to reinventing publishing. Hmm. Uh, Gotoge received the award due to the franchise's sales, which boosted the entire publishing <laughs> industry from 2019 to 2020. Wow. Uh, in the same year, Gotoge also won the award for Best Screenplay slash Original Story at the Tokyo Anime Award Festival. Someone was having a good year. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into that more in a moment, but mm -hmm. the, the big thing was, was that, like, with the, the COVID pandemic, publishing and manga sales were in a slump. Mm -hmm. And it seemed that Demon Slayer was just what the industry needed to kind of give it a necessary pushback pushback mm -hmm. you know and this this has happened obviously nowhere near on the level of the covid19 pandemic but mm -hmm. you know a lot of people credit um i yu yu haka show with keeping weekly shonen jump going mm -hmm. during uh you know 
during the era where Dragon Ball Z had ended mm-hmm. and they hadn't yet picked up like One Piece or Naruto or mm-hmm. Bleach or anything like that. So, you know, there have been these series occasionally that yeah, there's that... been slumps and then they they find a series and it yeah. takes off again. Um, so, in uh, February 2021, uh, Gotoge was included in Time's annual list of 100 most influential people, making them the first manga artist to receive that achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, in March 2021, Gotoge won the Newcomer Award in the Media Fine Arts category at the 2020 Minister of, Edu- of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology Fine Arts Recommendation Awards. Wow, that's a <sighs> <laughs> um, the same year, they also received the special prize of the 25th annual Tezuka, Tezuka Osama Cultural Prize, which mm-hmm. I think has come up on this Many podcast times. before. Yep. Um, and they also won the Comic Division's Grand Prize uh, at the 50th uh, Japan Cartoonists Association Awards. Wow. A lot of awards this year. Um, so, uh, Gotoge chooses to remain anonymous Interesting. and identifies as they, them in press releases and their author How notes. do they hide themselves? They just do. <laughs> they wear a big hat? Yeah, they, well, they're, uh, they're, they have, like, an author avatar that's, like, a little, like, alligator with glasses. Um, but they just, they so don't they make public... So they could be an alligator. They could be an alligator. I'm not ruling it out, but mm, they, they... A ratatouille they, situation. Indeed. <laughs> but they, uh, but yeah, they don't make public appearances and all of their, you know stuff just list them as they mm-hmm. um they have cited uh jojo's bizarre adventure naruto bleach and gintama mm-hmm. as major sources of inspiration for their work i don't know i don't think that's in general i think for demon slayer that was the case mm. um so their next project is slated to be a sci-fi romantic mm. comedy story interesting so, uh, an anime television series adaptation by the studio UFO Table was announced by Weekly Shonen Jump in June 2018. Uh, the anime was directed by Haru Sodazaki and produced by Hikaru Kondo. Uh, in North America, the series is licensed by Anaplex of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is on Netflix, where we will be watching it today. Hmm. Uh, no physical media you bring to the table? No physical media this mm-hmm. time, because I've only been watching it digitally, um, mm-hmm. but... Somewhere down the line, I'm going to invest in a set, but mm. uh, it is it is in a few places for anyone who wants to partake. Um, so, explosion in popularity. This is a gigantic uh, chunk of information. Gigantor. Uh And I, I think it probably would be optimal to save some of this for future drawing boards, mm-hmm. Taisho era editions. Um, but I just want to, you know get into this because obviously this series exploded mm-hmm. uh you know to 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 sp- say lightly in recent times mm-hmm. so um in 2020 the demon slayer franchise uh generated an estimated annual sales revenue of one trillion oh, uh, yen oh my which, gosh <laughs> which translates to 8.75 billion usd uh- <laughs> um in January 2021, it was reported that Japanese sales of print books and magazines fell 1% in compared, you know, compared to the previous year, being the smallest per year decline since 20, uh, 2016. Mm. Um, this small decline was uh, attributed to an increase in reading in Japan thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. A lot of more people were buying manga, mm-hmm. collecting it, reading it. Or you know. reading books too, Dan. <laughs> Books are good, yes. <laughs> There's also literature. Down. I read books. Right, I read well, stupid books, but I read, read books. books. I turn looks. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hush you. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you know, they attributed part of this successful boom 
to the sales of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Um, so, uh, within this time frame, again, solely within 2020, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, critics or critical observers in Japan mm-hmm. were noting that, that, you know, the characters of Demon Slayer were becoming more synonymous than, like, uh, the iconic characters in Japan, like Anne Panman, Pokemon, and even, you know, from outside Japan, Mickey Mouse and Snoopy, mm. who are big in Japan. Yeah. Um, well, so, there's a Demon Slayer world, isn't there? On Universal, I think they're I opening. Bl- I believe so. Yeah. yeah, or it's opened. So, and again, this is this is this this anime started, and you know the the time frame is hard to imagine, but all within the course of that year, what they're saying here is that these characters became as recognizable as Making mainstays of yeah. the industry. Um, so you know a lot of this, the buzzwords. Like the breathing techniques and what we'll see today, uh, the famous line, ah, the era changed again, hmm. um, became like memes a lot because people were repeating them. I must them. have been living under a rock. I don't know what you're saying, man. <laughs> you know, uh, like a lot of search terms online were linked back to this series. Uh, Tumblr's year in review for 2020 lists that Demon Slayer had one of, like, uh, was ranked 7th already within the anime and manga shows being discussed, and we know Tumblr goes hard on that stuff, so to, you know, to go up that far in the rankings at that point was probably a big deal. Um, just tons of stuff. You know, it, it was, it was one of these things where, um, like, all these polls were taken in Japan, and, like, uh, Tanjiro ranked first on the top ten most admired people mm-hmm. by, like, they had kids take surveys. And they were, like, cute little surveys where it's like, who do you admire most? Your mom, your dad, your teacher? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, 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 kids had the freedom to list fictional characters, and Tanjiro got the number one spot mm. seemingly across the board wow. for for this. Uh, you know, which I think really speaks... To how deeply this, you know, hit a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of these just huge numbers, like, a lot of people responded that they were, like, over 50% of the pop, like, yeah. uh, of the surveyed, you know, the people taking the survey said that they were familiar with it. Um, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of positive feedback from it. Uh, a lot of people saying that they were taking the time to, like, buy the manga and buy every volume mm. of it. Um so, and according to multiple respondents who took this, one of these huge surveys, uh, it helped them treasure and connect with their families, and allowed, like, different generations to connect, be it, like, interpersonally, in family or friendships, mm-hmm. or in workplaces. Oh, so um, perhaps our friendship will go closer after this anime. Yeah, so... <laughs> this could be the thing that brings us together. <laughs> the, so the... So the, this poll was... was These polls were, like, gathered by uh, the Oricon Monitor Research Agency, and the people surveyed were from their teens to their 60s. Mm. So it's like... Everyone was... There was it. a huge intersection of people who liked this, and it got people talking with each other. Mm. Um, it helped increase internal tourism with many, like, you know... Obviously, with the, the pandemic going on... It was difficult to travel overseas, but this series encouraged a lot of people to travel to different cultural spots in mm-hmm. Japan to see locations from the series, mm. uh, because it uses real-world places in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in uh, in Tokushima, the Red Cross featured characters from the series on blood drive posters, which increased... <laughs> which 
gave a noticeable spike in the people who came in to donate blood. blood. Interesting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it, so, like, there's a lot of discussion about mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, how it shot up, um, it, like, the manga sale, the manga sales, like, erupted after the anime finished airing, so a lot of people got into it there, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, uh, and yeah, no, it was all it was all hinged on word of mouth generated after this anime's run. So mm. this was something that it premiered right as the pandemic was getting started. It was streaming in a lot of places, and just word of mouth and just that momentum alone was enough to carry it to this position. Mm. Um, and the series had concluded already, so it, it wasn't a thing where people felt put off by the prospect of getting into a huge ongoing series as as One Piece would, yes. uh, would, would present to them. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, according to uh, Takahashi, uh, who is, uh, you know, the Yuma Takahashi, who was the producer of the Demon Slayer uh, anime series, uh, the series had three main factors for its success. The power of the original work, the attitude, attitude towards adapting it to anime, and the environment. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot more to go on, from here, but mm -hmm. I think I will save some of this for um, future drawing yeah. boards because mm -hmm. there's a lot of discussion here from other mangaka and things like that mm -hmm. praising this series and trying to figure out what you know, like how it it did what it did. Mm. Um, so before I lose my voice, I will <laughs> I will save that for a future one. Ah, I see. Um, so why this anime? Wow. Uh, if the above section is any indication, uh, this series has become a pillar of modern anime. Uh, more importantly, it has won my own heart. Mm. And that's what counts. I've tried for years. I've <laughs> <laughs> been foiled at every turn. Um, while I have a few other long-running series planned for the future, I wanted to showcase the first season of this show before I did anything else. It has some fantastic character development, tons of world-building and lore, mm -hmm. uh, and it has some great takes on classic shonen tropes. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, these first four episodes will showcase is um, the, the main character, Tanjiro, kind of being designed from the everyman basis, you know, does have some qualities that make him different from a regular person. He has an extraordinary sense of smell, for instance. That's his That's his main shtick, is that he... He smells things. Like, he's grown up in the woods, uh, he's worked as a woodcutter, and his lifestyle, like, he just has an excellent sense of smell. Um, and he's kind of taught to lean on that a little bit as one of the, you know, the things in his arsenal of what he can... of how he can defeat enemies. Mm -hmm. Um... And it does make sense. It does. It will yeah. make sense when you yeah. see it put into action. Um, but other than that, the series emphasizes just kind of how difficult it is for regular people to get to the level of being able to fight these demons. Mm. Uh, because the demons provide a lot of body horror, a lot of um, superhuman, supernatural things to them. Like, we're talking you know, rapid muscle expansion, mm -hmm. bones breaking, and yeah. then we have, like, like, a lot of stuff that, you know, pushes natural boundaries. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's on the, like, the one end of the extreme, but then the people are very much regular people who mm -hmm. have to figure out how to Exist in a world with fight this these. Yeah. And so you get a lot of characters commenting on injuries they've suffered, if, if uh, you know, if there's there's 
parts down the line where Tanjiro will break one of his ribs. Oh. Um, and he'll go into the next series of battles, and the audience is keenly aware of the fact that he already has several serious injuries on his person from the previous fight, mm. all of which slow him down okay. in so the fight sense. against this creature. Right. And, you know, it, it really showcases the visual toll on this character and how hard he trains to get to this point. Uh, there's, a, there's a time skip within these first couple of episodes because it's not just like he's going to spend a couple weeks doing a rigorous training routine. He spends about years. two years. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, and consistently, as I mentioned way back when, uh, throughout the show, whenever you see Tanjiro's hands, they are blistered and scarred to shit because he's been training he's been yeah. training that hard and it's it's a, like a lot of little you know model quirks like that mm -hmm. to kind of like emphasize that he is a regular person who has endured a lot um and also the visual style of the different visual arts is also unique uh you've probably seen images of this stuff online be it uh, be addressing jonathan or even the people mm. At, you know, listening, uh, if you've seen any imagery, like, splash art from this mm -hmm. show, you've seen the characters fighting with these bold, almost, like, heavy ink-on-paper-style colorful elemental techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, those uh, are expressly stated to not happen in the universe oh, okay. itself. Those are visual representations... Of what's happening. ...purely yeah. for the audience. Okay. So, in, in you know, the for the sake of the, of the series, the characters are not seeing any bold, flashy colors mm. or anything like that. That is purely added flavor for, you know, the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. um, which is also interesting, because it, it, it kind of gives the series a really unique vibe mm -hmm. without... It, without, you know, lessening or affecting how dramatic and overwhelming things are to the characters. Mm -hmm. Because the characters are usually pretty scared, and they're just fight. They're, they're fighting like we would see regular people fight. Mm. Uh, they don't get any flashy, you know, uh, things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, an, it's an interesting element, I think. Um, there is a lot more trivia and a lot more tropes to discuss, but we will save that for future Taisho era drawing boards. Mm. Previewing expectations. Um, I'm gonna show my ass, not the first time on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am only lightly aware of this series in general somehow, but mm -hmm. like, everyone seems to bring it up to me in every age group. It's like, you need to watch this. You need to watch this. I just never got around to it. I know girl goes in box. I know she does. there's huh? one man who wears a pig hat. He does. And uh, there's one blonde kid. And I know what Tan Tangerine looks like or yes. whatever his name <laughs> is. But uh, I think it's about time that I sit down and watch this and see what all the hype is about. After all the laud and praise that you've put forward. I mean, it's about time I got here, I think. <laughs> no, I, and I think that's that's another bonus here, mm -hmm. is that you're going into this with no foreknowledge, mm -hmm. aside from, you know, pop culture osmosis. Yeah. I think that should make for a very interesting uh, viewing. Mm -hmm. Now, um... Now, will it beat the Hello Dolly train moment? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. That. It'll yeah. depend if you, if you audibly <laughs> gasp or not. Um, but... But yeah, I, I chose, we're going simple this time with the, just the first four episodes, mm -hmm. because there is an arc here, um, 
It's not impossible. We will be skipping around later, but yeah. there I know is there's a not solid... as many as Full Metal Alchemist no, either. No. So, like, I looked it up. It's like 26 or something. Yeah, so... for this first season, it's, so not... it's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not anything on that level. Like, there's time to skip around that I like things I can easily fill in for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I figured I would do these four episodes because there is a consistent through line through them uh you'll you'll get a good taste of everything and mm-hmm. just like full metal alchemist last week we can probably compare and contrast how we are introduced to these worlds okay and you know well this one already feels a little bit more like eastern versus western too because we have like the 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 european style military in full metal alchemist and here we obviously have like a reference to japan yes and culture yeah, no, definitely. So it'll be so. good to compete these two series. Not compete, but like compare. Yeah, these two series. So that's, that's why that's another reason why I figured they would be good ongoing parallels. Mm. But uh, without further ado, uh, the scent of blood is in the air. I smell it, <laughs> or I smell something, I should say. So without further ado, let's go meet Tangerine. <laughs> And we are back. We just watched the first four episodes of Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, any initial thoughts of this opening batch here? Tangelo and Nobisco, I'll never forget <laughs> you. <laughs> it's good. I like how short and um, to the point they are with mm-hmm. every episode. It doesn't feel like the episodes drag. The animation style is fluid when they transition from 2D to 3D at times. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, it's not overwhelming, which is great. Like, I initially expected going into this that there'd be, like, 10,000 things going on, as is the case when we rewatch Fullmetal Alchemist. Like, I did mention, like, in the note-taking process, it'd be like, oh, this character does this when I'm note-taking for Fullmetal Alchemist. I'm like, (laughs) like, like, yeah. The Winona Ryder math meme everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and well, yeah, everything in this this anime so far is very, it's very deliberate, it's very concise, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, within a given batch of episodes, the point becomes, like, very clear, like, there's something that Tanjiro has to learn, um, or, you know, something that another character has to learn, uh, something they're going to have to overcome, and the episodes will serve to, like, you know, show how they're doing that. Yes. Um, you know, so everything everything is very earned, mm-hmm. I, I would say, yeah. as, it, as it keeps, you know, for each character, as these little arcs keep going. And it, it's progressing, it's not lingering, which I love. Yes. Because I, I do, you said it's only 26 episodes per both seasons, I think, like, both I, of them are 26? Yeah, yeah. Which is a good length. Like, it's not too long. So, if I assume when the fights start happening, they're going to be one and done. Maybe, like, dragged over two episodes, but never, like, too much. Yeah, no, they are not They are not dragged out. Mm-hmm. Th- because it is very much channeling, like, um, you know, 
I don't want to say, you know, it's channeling a lot of, like, samurai fights and stuff mm -hmm. where, you know, the per the point is you got to deal one critical, like, critical, like, blow. crippling yeah. blow to mm -hmm. your opponent and then, you know, sometimes Tanjiro will have trouble doing that mm -hmm. and those fights, the, the gravity of those fights uh, is, you know, conveyed all the more effectively because of that. Um, because when, you know, a demon is able to withstand some stuff, you know that the character is in deep shit, and I think that, the, you know, the show does a good job of, uh, portraying that so far. Um, so again, we're just going straight through episodes one through four. Mm -hmm. I, it is a, I think, a decently self-contained, uh, story yeah. arc here, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know... Serves as a good introduction to the world and what's going on. It's not lore dumping. There's there's a lot uh, you know that hasn't been explained mm -hmm. yet. There's a lot of mechanics that haven't been touched on yet. Um, but I think it does a good job of setting up the world thus far. So we're going to get into episode one, cruelty, um, and this is set uh, to reiterate in the Taisho era of Japan. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, the Taisho era, I think it said, was, uh, 1913 to 1926. Which I thought it was, I mean, I don't know a lot about Japan's history. I'm sorely lacking, mm -hmm. despite all the anime. I thought it would be set a little bit earlier, but, yes. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Well, and it does, it does lead you to believe that. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go solely off of, um, you know, the opening scenes of Tanjiro, you assume that this is, like, uh, closer to, like, feudal or Meiji era Japan, but then, um, as it keeps going, you see power lines, you see, like, mm. lamps starting to be built, and it's, uh, as I said, eventually, when, um, down the line, when a, a city is finally visited, mm -hmm. uh, because I think they go to, I don't they go to Kyoto or Tokyo, and it's, um, it, it's a it's a visual feast. It's mm. a, because it's a, it's such a contrast between these like more natural settings that we're in, yeah. and then what we're going to. And in the Downton Abbey Gilded Age timeline, I might want to add too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of these synchronicities yeah. <laughs> that are piling up. I forgot to mention, but Gilded Age, we could have a surprise Dowager Countess appearance because we could see a younger version of her on this show. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's the same. It's the same maker, so they could do it. <laughs> Wait, when was... Downton Abbey was World War Two. It begins or? with the sinking of the Titanic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So we can have a younger Maggie Smith in the Gilded Age. <laughs> Nothing can stop Maggie nope. Smith. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so she'll de-age for that. She'll do it, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes. episode one, Cruelty. Uh, Not to be confused with the Bee Gees tragedy. I have to throw it in there. Tragedy! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't even. I, wow, got to listen to Bee Gees more. They're good. They're bops. Let's focus on all the right, anime. Right, we're we're here right. to talk about anime. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Tanjiro Kamado uh, is a young boy with a gifted sense of smell, mm -hmm. uh, and he you know lives with his family. He's got a lot of siblings. Big family. <laughs> uh, he's got the Brock family, um, but it's just it's it's his mom and his multiple siblings, um, and he is uh, you know he's carrying on his family's charcoal making business mm -hmm. so the some of the siblings cut wood and then he brings it into which is quite a trek he treks down the mountain another synchronicity similar to the opening of our game yes. <laughs> uh, you know uh, he walks into town 
um, to, you know, sell charcoal mm-hmm. and heads back up the mountain every day. And demonstrates that. his smell. Someone's like, oh, I knocked a vase over, or they think I knocked the vase over. This smells like cat. Yes, so it was the cat. Yeah. Some nose on him. So she doesn't have to beat the shit out of her son. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, but Tanjiro is very clearly a, a good boy. <laughs> He is helping his neighbors, he mm-hmm. takes time to, like, help everyone with their errands, and the day kind of, you know, he loses track of time, and by the time he starts heading home, uh, it's already nightfall. Yeah. A lot of internal monologues, too, in this, with him. Yes. Uh, which I did not expect, but he's like, happiness is often followed by the smell of blood. Yes. So, which I said, one? oh boy, I hope nothing <laughs> happens to this family! Yeah, you don't got a good feeling. No. Um, but, uh... So he uh, he stops, and uh, there's uh, an old man, Saburo, who tells him, you know, you, you really shouldn't be heading back up the mountain at this time because demons. there are demons afoot. Mm-hmm. And Tanjiro kind of just, like, humors him, and he's like, sure, I'll, I'll stay here. He He's always been very inviting to us since his own family died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll stay here with him for the night and head back up in the morning. Um, so, you know, again, uh, Saburo kind of, like, warns... Tanjiro, that, uh, you know, there could be demons there, but as far as Tanjiro goes, and I'm assuming as far as most normal people within the setting would go, like, demons are still just folklore. Okay, that's it, what I assumed. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's very much kind of like an old-timey Men in Black setup. It's, mm. you know, some people are aware of what's going on here, but it's not widespread enough that it would be that causing knows, panic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, and he's like, sure, old man, <laughs> like, uh, stays the night. It's another similarity to Jujutsu Kaisen, too, in that respect. Yeah. it's, like, the same-ish thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There's, there's like, certainly this undercurrent that this has been going on beneath the surface. Um, and it's another reason why it's surprising that it's, like, turn of the century, because assuming, like, this is, this is clearly, like, the end of an era, perhaps. I, I don't know. I don't know how the series ends or what it progresses to, but I'd be interested to see how this, like, you know, is this the end of folklore mm. via the Demon Slayers, or you know, could be. Mm. I don't know. But uh, when Tanjiro returns home the following morning, he smells a lot of blood, and he discovers that his entire family has been massacred. So. Mm. Up next, SpongeBob. This is not a. This is not a very, very graphic, very graphic scene. Except Nezuko, who clings to life still. Nezuko is still warm, and you know she was clearly like clinging on to one of the younger siblings, trying to protect them. Uh, but Nezuko is still alive, while the others have have died. And he smells another smell. Yes, he smells, which is important. Yeah, I remember that. He smells. Who could that smell belong to. It was an unknown scent. That smell a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly. Um, but he, you know, puts her on his back, and he tries to take her into town for medical treatment. Uh, eventually, Tan- uh, Nezuko <laughs> wakes up, and she starts, like, writhing, and then, because of that, Tanjiro slips and falls into, like, a crevasse down mm-hmm. there. Um, when he tries to carry Nezuko again, she kind of fully unveils herself as a demon and attacks him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she kind of is able to mass-shift somewhat to... You hear her body expand, and you can hear, like, bones and, and flesh cracking. And, like, mm-hmm. they always take a great deal of time to show when the demons do shit like that, because it's the body horror element. Um, and, uh, you know, she attacks him. He manages to kind of get her, you know, hold her off by, like, putting Chomping his, the hatchet. his hatchet handle. Hatchet. Take hatchet. a shot every time hatchet, Sid. And, uh, you know, but... but 
steadily he seems to be reaching her because while he's trying to reason with her, she starts crying. Mm -hmm. So she has some sense of, of herself. Um, while Tanjiro is trying to fend her off, a demon slayer, whose name is later revealed to be Gyu Tomi to uh, Tomioka, arrives and attempts to decapitate Nezuko, only for Tanjiro to pull her out of the way at the last second. Um, he he truly gets down on his hands and knees, and, and he pleads with Gyu, uh, you know, that, that Nezuko would never harm anyone, and there was an unknown scent who might have hurt his family. Uh, Nezuko was seemingly trying to defend them, so she has not killed anyone, mm -hmm. is not, you know, guilty. But Gyu is like, there's no good demon. Only a d good demon's a dead demon. Yes. So... And Meh. because apparently he has heard this story before, he's like, you know, um, tons of people have have bargained like, no, 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 my loved one is not going to hurt anyone, and then they themselves are eaten soon after. Mm -hmm. um, however, Giyu is like, uh, you know, we get the sense that he's guilty because... Yeah. It was seemingly his mission to track down whatever demon did this, and he arrived a day too late. He's like, if I had only gotten here sooner, this boy wouldn't have lost his family and his sister would still be fine. Mm -hmm. So maybe that factors into his decision. We can't be certain because mm -hmm. he's a very cool and... Sasuke-ish type. Sasuke-ish yeah. character. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so it, it, Gyu just explains that he, you know, Nezuko has been transformed into a demon because her wounds were contaminated with demon blood. There's more specific aspects of that process that we're going to get into shortly. Like, this was a, a, a unique case, yeah. but there's a number of ways that this can happen. Um, you know, so, you know, but Tanjiro insists that he will cure her, um, but Gyu, Gyu, you know, just berates him and he's like, not only is it impossible to cure a demon, but, you know, you're not going to do it because you're weak and you have no resolve. Um, so, uh, you know, Igyu stabs Nezuko, mm -hmm. and this prompts Tanjiro to take action. He, he uh, does he snaps, this... snaps, throws some rocks. Throws some rocks, mm -hmm. he kind of takes advantage of, like, the forest to kind of run and do some, you know, mm -hmm. hit-and-run stuff with him. Um, and... He seemingly comes at Gyu with his hatchet, uh, you know, throws him off sides with a rock real quick, and then looks as if he's winding up with the hatchet, but uh, Gyu quickly just, you know, just takes him out with one strike mm -hmm. to knock him out. But then the hatchet keeps flying through the air and almost hits Gyu's head, and mm -hmm. he's like, okay. I sense promise in this boy. Well, yeah, because, like, this this kid was, was basically selfless enough to, you know, he knew that I was going to either knock him out or kill him, but he threw the axe at the last second because that way it could have, like, incapacitated me to let his sister escape. Mm -hmm. So he, like, he thought he had the foresight to do that, yeah. he had the moxie to do that, so, like, eh. Yeah. Nezuko pulls an Ariana Grande and breaks free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she defends her brother. Yes. Yeah. And, and Gyu is astounded by this because... Uh, she's a, a freshly turned demon, and she would presumably be starving for human blood. So, in every other case, if that were to happen, she would just go for whatever body she would have access mm -hmm. to and eat them. But she does defend Tanjiro. Um, and, you know, she, she kind of gets into a fight with Gyu, but he he's like, 
okay, she has some wherewithal, but she's doing this all while the human equivalent of, like, starvation is setting in. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I'll I'll help. And he he knocks her out, um, and when they awake, uh, you know... Tanjiro is still fine. Nezuko is still alive, um, but her mouth has been bound with this like uh, like bite, like it's like, like a, a it's muzzle. like a charm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a muzzle pretty much, mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's got like I think it's endued in, with like magic or something just to keep her like you know. Yeah, and that less... is to maybe like you know channel the biting. Yeah, no bite exactly. <laughs> um, so he's like. Uh, Giyu instructs him to go see a man named uh, Sakonji Orokodaki uh, at the foot of Mount Sagiri. Uh, he instructs Tenjiro to say that, you know, Giyu was the one who sent him, and he warns him to make sure that Nezuko is never exposed to sunlight. Mm. Uh, this happens after Tenjiro, like, um, you know, he has a little dream of his family. He apologizes for leaving them. Mm. This is going to be a recurring thing yeah. for, uh, for both siblings. This mm. is going to be a recurring thing. And... Part of this, part of, like, uh, Tanjiro's shonen hero journey in this moment is, like, he resolves to get revenge on the the demon who did this, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And, and turn Nezuko to normal. Yes. So, to that end, uh, Giyu sends him on that quest. Two siblings on adventure, huh? Hmm. Exactly. Hmm. I, I think of these things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the, you know, the siblings return to their home to bury the rest of the Kamado family, and they leave hand-in-hand, embarking on their journey. I'm going on an adventure! But it's not nearly as positive. No. Uh, so we come to episode two. Uh, Trainer Sakonji Orokodai. Or Orokodaki, sorry. Uh, Tanjiro buys a uh, straw basket, uh, rather forcibly, (laughs) He's, he helps, like, a farmer with his chores, and yeah, the farmer's and like... to pay him. Yeah, he's like, no, you gotta take my money, and he breaks the guy's hand, mm-hmm. like, slamming the, the money into his, you know, mm-hmm. so he's... He's a good boy, that one. He is a good boy. Yeah. Um, then Dan returns to my cave and sees me <laughs> digging my hole. Were you in a hole? <laughs> get in the basket of Pokemon, Jonathan! Mm. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. No, that's, that's coming. Yeah. Um, so, he, uh, you know, Tanjiro repairs this straw basket... And he's like, Nezuko, like, earlier you made yourself bigger. Could you make yourself smaller to fit in here? Mm-hmm. Um, and she does, uh, because she is, like, hiding away in this cave in a hole because she cannot be near sunlight. Um, but she is able to size shift and fit into this basket. And that's the thing that pretty much... There's, like, a number of universal demon things. Like, generally, they can all size shift. They can all, like, they all have superhuman strength and reflexes, and they're all exceptionally durable. And some have special powers. Yes. Yeah. Blood Spells. demon arts. Yeah. Um, and they also all have a healing factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so if they're given, like, a superficial wound, or even if they're beheaded with regular weaponry, they will still survive. Um so uh, he carries her during the day to keep her out of the sun, and uh, at night they find a temple. But Tanjiro once again smells blood. Not again. Uh, they burst the g- inside to find a demon feeding on several humans. Mm-hmm. But as Tanjiro sniffs out, this is not the this is not the scent from their house. Mm-hmm. This is another demon. He's also baffled on like demons in general still. Yes, which is interesting. Like he's like, how could this be possible? And I kept saying, well, that's a demon. Yeah. <laughs> But again, it's yeah. a it's a whole new world. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, the demon attacks Tanjiro while Nezuko is kind of staring at these human bodies, like, aggressively salivating. Like me at White Castle, Hanny. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan getting murdered in the background, but I'm like, just another slider. <laughs> um, but she, you know, is clearly, like, doing her best to resist, like, yeah. this craving. The temptation to eat. Yeah. This crave case, uh, as it were. <laughs> Um, and, you know, uh, Tanjiro is having trouble fighting this demon, but Nezuko comes to her senses, and in one of my most yeah. memorable... Well, like, this was spoiled for me. I saw this in, like, a trailer or something. Yeah, she... Because everyone uses this. She just, she runs up and kicks the fucking demon's yeah. head right off his body. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, but that is not enough to stop the demon, because yeah. his body can move independently of his head, and his head grows his a arms. pair of arms. Um, so, uh, you know, the body attacks Nezuko and chases her into the woods, um, while the head fights Tanjiro. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he manages to kind of, uh... Headbutt it. Using his own hard head, which Will is... Will his hard head come into play? Yes. Okay. Multiple times. Um, and again, that's not... That just seems to be, like, a thing, because Oh, it's he... like he got a titanium plate in there or something? No, I think it's just, like, as far as I know at this point, it's because he's, like, that's... He's He's, li he's literally hard-headed, okay. and he's grown up in the woods and stuff. And <laughs> He's banged his head against a lot of rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, uh, you know, uh, pins the head against a tree and then takes off into the woods. Uh, Nezuko is still fighting the rest of the body. Uh, Tanjiro tackles it off a cliff and Nezuko, you know, grabs Tanjiro before he can fall. But mm -hmm. the body splats down below and the demon's head back on the feels tree it. feels it. Um, you know, so back at the temple... You know, Tanjiro is, like, about to try to, like, stab the head with his little carving knife. But an old man... A Tengu uh, man. Wearing a Tengu mask mm -hmm. uh, named Sekonji Urokodaki uh, uh, shows up, the, the man that we've been hearing about. And he says that that's not going to be enough to kill it. Mm. So Tanjiro, uh, you know, once, you know, trying to think of another way to do it, picks up a rock. And he's like, okay, if, if a knife won't do it, then I will have to smash this thing's yeah. head. And I'm just saying, Dan, if I had to smash your head in, I'd do it, no problem. I would ask nothing less. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it would bother me that much. You wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> um, in fact, if you asked me to do it right now, I might take you up on that offer. But Jonathan, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, but Tanjiro hesitates to smash it. Uh, Oro, Orodo, uh, I, oh, oh god, I, Just call Oro Kodaki, uh, or, yeah, Sakonji, yeah. notices this, um, you know, but he's thinking that Tanjiro isn't going to work as a demon slayer, no matter what you says. Mm -hmm. Um. And he's too weak, and he's too kind. Yes, mm -hmm. and that, you know, he still has empathy for these demons. Um, so, by the time Tanjiro, before Tanjiro can even do anything, the sun rises, and the demon is instantly vaporized. Yeah, so that's what happens when a demon stays out in the sun. Um, I don't know. So, uh, you know, the old man berates Tanjiro for his hesitation, stating that, once again, a recurring thing, his resolve is weak. Uh, and he also makes it clear that, uh, you know, in terms of whatever code Tanjiro approaches life with, um, letting... Uh, Nezuko kill an innocent person is the worst possible thing that Tanjiro could allow to happen at this point. And if she does die, you should just kill yourself too. Yeah, you need to kill her and yeah. then yourself. Like mm -hmm. that's yeah. you, you would have already failed at that point. Um, and you know, and he, he decides to test him to see if he is fit to be a member of the Demon Slayer Corps. <laughs> and they have a flashback of uh, Nabisco in her beautiful kimono. 
Yes. Well, she's she's frugal. She's repairing yeah. she says, her no, kimono. Not, well, she's like caring for her siblings too. She's yeah. like, I, we could buy a new one, but I'd rather save money for the family. I'd rather um, bandit- decision I would never make. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, buy me that kimono. <laughs> um. So uh, after going for a very long run, uh, you know, Tanjiro is carrying Nezuko in the basket. He's running <laughs> after uh, uh, Orokodaki, and yeah. he's he's you know. He thinks that that's the training, um, and something that this calls to mind is uh, in Hunter Hunter. There is a uh, there's a similar moment where they they go on a really really long run mm. that lasts for like five hours or something, and then everyone's like, "Is that the hard part?" Like, n- no, like that mm. was just that was the filter part to get to this part, uh, and that that's what that reminded me of. Um, but uh, they get to. Uh, Orokodaki's like the old man's house Mm -hmm. and uh, he's like no that that wasn't the test you gotta go we're gonna be climbing a mountain so leave Nezuko here while she sleeps and then you come and climb the mountain with me (laughs) so uh, Tanjiro uh, you know is is left on this mountaintop the air is very very thin much thinner than where you know he grew up Mm -hmm. and he just goal is to get to the bottom before day daybreak yeah um, so, but the mountain is heavily booby-trapped. Home and alone in this mountain, huh? Um, <laughs> Tanjiro uses, uh, his sense of smell to find the booby traps. Smell the human traps. Um, but they still kind of, like, beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. as he's going down, and, uh, I be- Was this the mental gymnastics part? Yes, or- yes, yeah. this is Dan avoiding the Pokemon commentary online. Yes. The negative Pokemon <laughs> commentary. And there's the scene where he just gets whipped by a bamboo pole into the ground that kind of sent me. In yeah. the same way that the head kicking sent me. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's uh, again very swift action. Um, but that's that's when Jonathan brings up the graphics, the bamboo shoot. Yeah, knocks Put my me face on it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know he he he's very banged up, but he manages to return to the cabin in time. Uh, Urokodaki recalls the letter he received from Gyo about the siblings mm-hmm. and uh, Gyo's request to train them. Uh, he accepts Tenjiro as his student. Yeah, and then we get our fact. Which was the fact for this? How one? old is Sanjiro? Pretty old. And that's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Orokodaki is yeah. just an old. Was that? Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that's. Yeah. And then he's like, "Do you want hot pot or this?" And beef stew. Indecisive. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's recurring. Yeah, we get these Taisho era trivia yeah. things, the, which are the keep things that'll old. keep Dan not watching. Yes. <laughs> so then uh, we come to episode three: uh, Sabito and Makomo. <laughs> Tanjiro's dream journal. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, he's Tanjiro uh, is journaling uh, because we're going to accelerate through time now. So over oh, yes. the over the next year, Tanjiro is training with Orokodaki, uh, improving his physical form. And we find out about Demon Slayers how like they're a secret, non-affiliated, non-government organization. Yes. That hunt down demons since forever. Yeah. And they're only special people who are approved. I guess. Well, people who have, like, the metal to do it, because mm-hmm. it's, uh... It's a tough job. Yeah, and, it, and they, they restate that, like, okay, they're, they're going up against these functionally immortal beings with their own, just, their own flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Like, they... But they... you get dental and vision on this plan, so, I mean... <laughs> well, we have <laughs> kind to of outweigh the means. They Technically, they do, because <laughs> we will see that in a future. They, they do... There is, like, a little network of, of care thing mm-hmm. in, in uh, you know, in terms of being a demon slayer. Only we can get that in this country. If only. Mm-hmm. No demons, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no cool well, swords. We've got politicians. We don't need demons. Ooh! <laughs> okay. So... 
Um, you know, and again, he's what they're mainly focusing on is like breathing. Uh, mm-hmm. They got to do full concentration breathing. Yeah, they're singing from their diaphragm now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you would be able to. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even sing. Um, and, and also, you know, swordsmanship. Yes. Uh, Nezuko has fallen into a deep sleep that has lasted for six months. <laughs> Best part of the episode. She's just pulling a Jonathan. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sleep. And I, and I come up to check on you. I'm worried that he'll be dead one of these things. <laughs> but like... <laughs> But uh, I think it does it does get covered sort of eventually that she's kind of hibernating yeah, because she's not eating, yeah. so she needs to conserve her strength. Makes sense. Um, so uh, you know there doesn't appear to be anything physically wrong with her otherwise. Uh, one day after about a year of training, uh, Orokodaki declares that he has taught Tanj- Tanjiro all he can, mm-hmm. and he leads him to a large boulder. Uh, he tells them that if he, if he can slice the boulder in two with his sword, then he will let Tanjiro enter the final selection. Uh, only those who survive the final selection can become official members of the Demon Slayer Corps. Yeah. Uh, Urokodaki leaves, uh, never to teach him another lesson. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, Tanjiro, you know, resolves himself to do this, and he spends six months <laughs> training, trying to just build up you know, using the the training methods that he already has at his disposal to just make himself stronger to try to break the rock. And I do like how quickly they're going through this, because a normal anime would be, like, spending episodes upon episodes... Yes. ...in this two-year time skip that's going on eventually and and they convey a lot yeah. in this in this yeah, stretch yeah. like like they also emphasize the thing with like the katana that he mm-hmm. uses is that like it is a fragile weapon technically so if you wield it you know um indecisively and you hit the broadside mm-hmm. it'll it'll break so you have to strike with the strike with the sharp side yeah. and you got to do so with like precision and accuracy um and that is a recurring thing throughout the series um so uh he, he does all he has six months of training on his own but he cannot uh break the rock and ne- nezuko continues to sleep um just as he's about to give up a, a young man in a fox mask sabito appears and attacks him uh sabito no is, is he has no scent he's wearing a fox mask and he's pulling the mennonite fight me <laughs> exactly <laughs> and um he's wielding a wooden sword yeah. instead of a a real one mm-hmm. um so he uh they fight and tanjiro is at a severe disadvantage he gets that he gets his ass kicked by sabito mm-hmm. um Sabito is able to do, like, sonic speed. Yes, <laughs> so, he's sonicking around for a, a few minutes there. Racing around at the, the speed, speed of sound. Of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we went there. And Tanjiro can't hit him. Uh, so, you know, Sabito basically scolds him for, for getting all of his lessons and then knocks him out. Um, a girl with a fox mask, Makomo, is with Tanjiro when uh, he wakes up and he, she helps him hone his breathing techniques. Uh, we get more, you know, of a background for total concentration breathing, uh, which increases the wielder's physical strength. Um, and this is another trope that I like how this show um, approaches, because depending on who you ask and, and what form of media you're taking in, sometimes what some anime represents as, like, chi or mm. ki or whatever... Mm-hmm really does come down to breath and blood circulation. So the fact that it's represented this way, that you need to, you know, you need to spend a shitload of time focusing on your breathing, 
increasing your lung capacity and then doing so will spread that energy throughout your body mm -hmm. so this is like this is not superhuman but this is like okay maybe in real life if a person had access to these techniques they would be able to do this um but just it just re-emphasizes you know these are regular people who are doing supernatural things yes with their own body by training yes yeah. um just like opera singers <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> yeah they also fight ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, she explains that uh, Makomo and or Makoto explains that she and Sabido were were uh, both orphans, and not were, siblings, not siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, they were both orphans who were raised by a Rokodaki. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Sabito occasionally returns and fights Tanjiro, but Tanjiro loses every time. Mm -hmm. uh, after six months of this, so two years in total. Yes. Uh, Sabido and Tanjiro fight again, but this time Sabido is using a real sword. Yeah. Um, and throughout this, we get shots of how Tanjiro's training is going. Like, we see shots of his hands, like, completely blistered over. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the pain is emphasized. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, again, the, the reality of this sets in. Um, so, in a very, very quick fight, Tanjiro, in, in one stroke, pretty much, manages to slice through Sabito's mask, mm -hmm. acting before Sabito can, um, and, you know, passing his test. Yeah, he reveals a boy who's happy, yet sad. <laughs> so Sabito fades away, <laughs> and Tanjiro realizes that, uh, you know, that his sword, which he thought had cut through Sabito's mask, had actually sliced the boulder in two. Yeah. So the siblings disappear, and Tanjiro has seemingly passed his test. That's a nice boulder. Um, and then our our fact is that uh, oh, oh my God, Oriko Orokodaki uh, has a nice kind face, and that's why he wears a mask. Yeah, apparently the demons mocked him for having a boyish face, so <laughs> he he wears the Tengu mask always. The more you know. Um. So episode four, final selection. Start with the opening thread, or the phantom thread was already taken, I assume. So true. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't yeah. use that. Uh, mm. but it's a, a magical thread that. When he focuses on his breathing, he can concentrate, and, like, when he sees a point or an opening to attack, the thread goes taut, and he can strike yeah. in that area. It shows, it, you know, it shows, uh, you know, how far his training has taken him, because he's mm -hmm. turned this into a reflex. He, yeah. using his sense, or, like, using, finding the scent, he looks uh, and detects, like, an opening, and it's almost like his blade is pulled there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, showing that this has become second nature to him, which is important. Um, so, you know, he said, now that's how he was able to slice Sabito's mask and ergo the boulder, mm -hmm. uh, using this style. Um, so, two years have passed, uh, Orokodaki returns, and, um, you know, uh, he's like, I did not expect you to be able to do this. Yeah. Like, I pretty much gave you a fool's errand because I don't want to send any more kids to die at the final selection. And here's where I said, oh, those kids were dead. Yeah. That's why they didn't have sent. Yeah. They were g -g -g ghosts yeah. the whole time. Um, but, uh, and that's kind of confirmed because as... Uh, Nezuko is going to be staying behind with Urokodaki to sleep, mm -hmm. and then as Tanjiro's leaving, he's like, oh, tell Sabido and Makomo that I said thank you, and, uh, Urokodaki's yeah, like... How did you know they were... they're dead? How did... how did yeah. he meet them? Yeah. But he does offer hot pot. 
He's like, well, this kid's probably going to die, but I can give him some food and a, a night to relax. Yeah, and he emphasizes another important lore detail that, you know, just as a human can become stronger by eating healthy meals regularly, that demons who are, you know, able to consume multiple people are stronger. Yes. They, you know, if they have lived a long time and they have consumed a lot of humans, they are going to be much stronger than a regular demon would and they're also probably going to tap into those blood demon arts easier yeah. so and he gifts tanjiro a small kitsune mask yeah it's yeah. like this is a, a warding mask you know his hobby just he <laughs> whittling away mask he makes masks foxes yeah um so yeah and then he sets off he mm-hmm. the go we get the ghost kid establishment mm-hmm. um so uh tanjiro reaches mount uh fujikasane um, Surrounded by blooming wisteria. Beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. colored yeah. beautifully, just visually mm-hmm. stunning, I would say. All the other teens, the people who were in the opening, that I'm sure we'll learn more about. You will, yes. Yeah. And uh, the, the the Shining Twins, the Grady Twins. The Shining Twins, yeah. Are, with uh, Juji Ito eyes. Juji Ito eyes. So they're all, like, every, all of the applicants are gathered in this courtyard, um, uh, because it is a, it was established through Urukadaki's dialogue that there are many demon slayer trainers and they it's their job to basically just train applicants and send them along to Mm -hmm. these selection things um the 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 twins tell them that uh, many demons are imprisoned within this mountain range uh because they cannot pass through the wisteria blossoms um and they grow year long round here so they're essentially prisoned here yes and used to like fight yeah. These children. For for training. Mm-hmm. Um so uh yeah, they, they they hate the wisteria blossoms, demons hate that. I, I don't know I don't know how much of it is just because they, they find them uh like repulsive or if they, they physically cannot um, I think it's a physically they can't cross that border. That yeah, that would yeah. that would make more sense, I guess. Yeah. Um so once you cross through the boundary, there is no more wisteria, and the demons will be freely roaming within there. And you have to survive for seven days. You gotta survive for seven days. Um, Tanjiro is soon ambushed by two hungry demons, uh, but he uses one of his newly learned uh, water-breathing techniques, specifically fourth-form striking tide, uh, to kill both of them. Uh, then we get some background on his sword, which is a, a special Nichirin sword, sword, which I think is... Uh, is Sunsteel, something like that. You would know. Um, <laughs> yes, I studied the blade. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Spent many years studying the blade. Then. I studied the blade while others were... Yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, it's uh. w- with my Sekiro letter opener that I still have, so... It's, you better uh, watch out when you're creeping around Dan's house at night. You better watch it. I don't even... You won't even see me move. And you, so it's... Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's basically we will get more lore for this eventually. But it's a it is a special kind of steel that uh, is kind of imbued with sun energy, more yeah. or less. Uh, that that you know when you strike a blow against the demon, demon with it, you behead them. Yeah. This prevents them from Coming reforming. Um, so. Uh, after, you know, defeating those two, he's like, okay, maybe my, my training did pay off. Maybe I am meant to be here. Yeah, there's an um, awful smell, and it's a big demon, not to be confused with Big Bunny or Big Bug. Yes. Uh, and then the fox children are like, uh-oh, will he be able to be that one, though? They're, like, yeah. talking and, and 
back at the mountain. And I love this whole series of events because uh, if we're coming from a baseline of like Miyazaki stuff and everything, mm -hmm. the way that this demon is unveiled is pretty great. Yeah, it's it's like, a very it's like short a spirit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a short stretch of time, and you know, this isn't the first time, or the I mean, the last time that Tanjiro will smell one of these demons first because they they carry like the stench of like a, a you death. know of a mass grave yeah. pretty much. Um, but this thing is kind of seen in shadow through the trees, and it is just a massive, grotesque mound of arms that are all intertwined around a head. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the this thing kind of uh, attacks an applicant, is about to eat him. Who didn't sign up for this. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, this is, this is... I knew I should have stayed home today! <laughs> because the 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 thing that that is established is that the demons that are in this training area are supposed to be like small time ones that have maybe killed one or two people, mm -hmm. um, but uh, as we'll find out, that is not the case with this guy. Uh, but uh, the applicant is about to be eaten, but Tanjiro saves him with water breathing second form water wheel. Yeah. You there, boy? What era is it? <laughs> so uh, you know the the demon asks. Tanjiro for the year, and he is very pissed when he finds out that uh, he's uh, been pa trapped there for so long that it has passed into another era. Mm. So that's the famous and oft-quoted line, like, another era coming down. <laughs> yeah. Which, as you pointed out, probably resonated with people in the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel uh, it, so. It's been 47 years, hasn't it, Dan, since we started this podcast. He, uh, he, 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 cur yeah. <laughs> um, he curses Orokodaki uh, because Orokodaki's the one that captured him, mm -hmm. um, and this demon has been there for, like, 40 years at that point. Yeah, 47 years. 47 years. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, he's killed 50 kids. Yeah, and again, it's like, these are supposed to be, like, small-time mm -hmm. crook demons in this place, and, uh, the hand demon, which, which seems to be his canonical name, I, I, is, yeah. the, on the wiki, he's hand demon, <laughs> um, you know, this one has eaten at least 50 applicants. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, the demon then counts off on his hands, and he's like, uh... You would make 14. 14 what? 14 fox children. Yeah. <gasps> like, I, I made it my personal goal to kill all of the students that Urukodaki sends Yeah, also, here. you know, kind of set up his own downfall there with the fox mask. <laughs> Could have just given him a different mask every time or something. It was probably a principal thing at that point. Yeah. It was probably, like, a matter of honor, I guess. Because he obviously knows that these kids died. Well... But the thing is, though, I can't tell if it's if it's a given, but Tanjiro does take, like, he tanks a hit from this demon, and then the mask breaks, breaks. Mm -hmm. so I would assume that, like, the it's mask... It's for one blow or something? Yeah, it gave him, like, a free hit, hit yeah. sort of. But I don't, I don't know if that's true, but mm -hmm. I, it might be. Um... So, uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, while this demon is attacking Tanjiro, Sabito and Makomo's ghosts sit on the slash boulder, and they wonder if Tanjiro can defeat their killer. Mm -hmm. His neck uh, is tough. In the, the other, so tough. Yeah. And the, the applicant who Tanjiro saved is like, fuck this, I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it just leaves. Um, Tanjiro, like, targets the demon's weak spot, his well, neck. He's awakened by his sibling. Going, wake up, Tanjiro! Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, very recurring thing that mm -hmm. happens. Um, you know, but the demon... Very, very cool, <laughs> fluid animation. Yeah, like, the, the demon's mm -hmm. 
arms are reaching out, and uh, Tanjiro is, like, jumping from one arm to the other, slashing through them, and he finds, like, the the crucial thread to the demon's (laughs) neck. My ass is thick. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think you can cut through this. In his hubris, the demon is like, uh, you know... And my neck is too tough. That's that pink haired, he means Sabido's yeah. sword had broken off mm-hmm. um, when he tried to cut it. Um, but Tanjiro uh, strikes true and severs the neck using water breathing. First form, water surface slash. Yay. And we le- we end on a on a cliffhanger sort yeah. of, and we get the 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 trivia that that blonde kid who was in the the challenge got slapped by his master. Yes. But Dan said that you'll important. meet him eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's important to important to remember. So, mm. well, we did it. Final thoughts? I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Like Good. I said, it didn't it didn't drag, which is like my main thing with anime. Mm-hmm. If an anime drags, then I'm immediately taken out. But I think it was fluid. They got each story done in each episode. It's progressing nicely. They're not overwhelming us with too many things at once. I like it. Good. Yeah. I don't know if I would say, like, this would immediately hook me for the hype, but mm-hmm. I guess it gets more hype as it goes on. I would say so. Things okay. escalate. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, and even if it, uh, I, I would say that it remains concise enough that even if it, uh, you know, even if you don't become a diehard fan of it, mm-hmm. you know, if we're showcasing it on this podcast, it's not going to be. Yeah. It won't be a long stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that it, uh, it goes through enough different um the setups in 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 how they have to to defeat different demons kind of remain consistent but the demons themselves actually get character development okay like they they get you know backstory a surprising amount of backstory okay. and you know there is a lot of lore being built up with you know what happened to Tanjiro's family and mm. stuff so i hope that uh, that you enjoyed it uh i i love this series for Mm -hmm. obvious reasons um and i hope that uh, our audience wants to check it out yes yes along with me see with eyes unclouded by hate yes yeah um well with that uh anywhere that our audience can find us on social media uh you can follow me uh on instagram at king underscore danis and our adjacent anime was not a mistake podcast account um, and also our Facebook page of the same name. And you can follow me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. And you can check me out on Drink and Read JK on Twitter. If you like the sound of my voice, you can check out my other two podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a few friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch movies. And if you're reading Dune, we're continuing that with Drink and Read the Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, we'll be continuing with Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood with a five-episode soiree. Um, a lot of episodes, but it is a long series, and I'm doing my best. No, of course. Yeah, we're getting through it. I think when we hit episode three in my continuity, I'm on, like, episode 20, so mm-hmm. I'm doing it. It makes sense. <laughs> I'm doing my time. It makes sense, yeah. Yep. So, I, I don't know. Do you smell anything? Are there any demons to slay in this room? Anyone got White Castle? <laughs> I think I smell Grimace, but that can't be true. No, he's a true demon. He's been dead for <laughs> these past seven years. Oh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? 
While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our Weave Horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Lost.